Doug's got his cheat sheet right there. Of the I, I saw it, yeah. Because yeah, my brain ain't there anymore. <laughs> Was it ever? Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> too so, many parties on the bus. <laughs> yeah. There's never too many parties on the bus. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, Tim. Oh, boy. Where do you run Team Trivia? Because he runs Team Trivia. Oh, okay. We used to hit that up every week. We lived, we were renting a house uh, on Hanover Street in Ferry. We'd walk down to Belmont Brew Works every week and compete, right compete for those gift cards. Cool. Yeah. yeah so, uh, Team Trivia, I'm Tuesdays, 7 to 9, out at Generations. And right. uh, then I'm at Thursdays, I'm at the Alpha from the same time, 7 to 9, Alpha Tavern. We just started this past Thursday. Okay. So, tomorrow will be our second show out there. Uh, we're at uh, Generations. Like I say, every Tuesday, 7 to 9, we're averaging right around 85 or so. Most we had has been 121. Really? Last night I had 88. That's so huge. It's been, I think, we've been getting big crowds. I think our pool was like 20 max. Yeah, there was only, like, there was only like, I think, five teams at the most. So wow. 25, 20, 20, 25 people. And then uh, when the fall comes back around, it looks like we'll start uh, Music Bingo back up again up at uh, Permanis. I was there for nice. 34 weeks. Now, what's music, bingo. what's music Bingo for those that don't know? Okay, so they got uh, we got 120 different genres of music we can pick from. And you've got a bingo card. You get one eight and a half by 11 piece of paper that's got two bingo cards on it. There are 75 songs per genre that are randomized on your bingo card. And then I hit random on the on the uh, music player and oh, there's nice. a 30 second clip that plays so you only have 30 seconds to realize if you know the song and mark it on your card with your dauber so if you don't recognize a song you're yeah, you, yeah you lose it but a lot of times i have people come up and go i think i have a bingo and they don't but they do on what they what they thought they had it on they're wrong but they actually had it on where uh, they missed another one so it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun it was it was a lot of fun we i gotta really try that i've never done that have yeah. you done it no uh -uh. yeah we gotta so, do that I'm, I'm i'm fishing a place for the summer to, to to fill the hole i'm even willing I, I even told people i said i'll give you one week a month or two weeks a month whatever i'll work it out with whoever i it was it was a lot of fun my, i really enjoyed my wednesdays doing that yeah, that's that was cool, cool. Well, at last night's trivia that one of the teams was named Peter's Lovers, not Peter Lovers, but Peter's Lovers. And, you know, obviously they're trying to play into the innuendo, but no one caught at the end after I was done saying, you know, thanks everybody for coming. I played a Peter Gabriel, Shock the Monkey. No one caught what I was even doing with it. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> so, Doug, what shows we got coming up? Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't write that down. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, Friday, we're at. Where are we Friday? I'm not with you Friday. I've got uh, something going on. <laughs> oh, on we're at the uh, Ogilvy Park. Okay. I'm not sure where because it's like it's a private thing, and they didn't tell uh, us where we were playing it. And Saturday we're at the uh, Black Sheep. That's right, Gage oh, Joseph right. Band. Yeah, it's yeah. a trio. The trio, yeah, trio. The um, drums and keyboards. Yeah. Shout out Gage, Jason, Christian and Adam. Beck, I'm not sure where he's at. He's at the some orchard thing up in pittsburgh i was blown away by those pictures of is it lazy acres lazy campground acres, yeah. yeah that was a nice stage. yeah that was awesome that was a lot of fun out there yeah we uh we're going back july 21st we'll be back out there did you guys see that stage of south Buffalo they made yeah i'll be there yeah 
You see that Sally Buffalo stage? I'm jealous of the sound system. <laughs> I didn't see the sound system. I just saw a stage. Uh, well, the sta- that the st- was just brought in. Right, but brought this, in. This, this, oh, okay. the sta- stage looked cool and everything else, but the sound system I was jealous of. That's uh, El Acoustic. It's French. L'Acoustique, as I call it. And <laughs> some of the best sounding cabinets ever. Like the, the, the Roxy in Theater in Pittsburgh has that same rig hung really? indoors. Oh, man. But to see that thing outdoors, I bet that show was unreal. 18 with Neil rays on one side. Oh, it was unbelievable. I would have loved to have been there. And 18 subs sitting up front. That place was banging, let me tell you. Oh, man, imagine. <laughs> For as small as it is, that was a huge, huge system. Nice. Wow. Um, one time, we were at Saddle Ridge. Is that West Virginia or Pennsylvania? But um, the rest of the band was complaining one day because we were just bringing in way too much equipment for like the small venues we were doing. Right. It just bicker and bicker. And finally, Duff looks at me. He's like, you want to do something funny tonight? He said, let's just bring in every single sub, top, everything we have, let's bring in. And I'd say 12-foot wall of speakers. <laughs> this Plus gap, theirs. This, yeah, plus theirs. They had this gap to get into the back hallway to the restrooms. And I remember the other side. No. Yeah, I got pictures of that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it come up on my uh, thing on my Facebook. Memories. Yeah. Memories. <laughs> Yeah, I was sitting there thinking about that because they had the, the stools of the saddles. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember at that the place. bar. I bought that uh, stretch limo off of that guy, mm-hmm. the little Mexican guy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people just think more speaker speakers, you know, equal just more sound exponentially. You don't have to go as loud. Yeah, that's it. You, know, you can turn it down. I mean, it, it, it reduces you know, your you, chance for feedback yeah, you and everything one, else. Really, yeah. you yeah. have one speaker, you have to blast it to get where you want mm-hmm. to go. Or if you have a whole bunch of them, you half volume yeah yeah i knew a guy and that that was his logic was you know louder is better and it's not always the case and then you he'd get feedback and everything and it was just like i used to always have to try to explain that to the people on the ships that it's quality over quantity we want quality sound not quantity of sound you know it's so hard to teach someone that really granted 16 subs might have been a little bit much (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't that big of a bar So you I think it's it's on the West Virginia Pennsylvania border? Yeah, somewhere right there. Yeah, it's right. It's close up yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I don't think you go a couple miles down the road and you're in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. So Doug threw this party. What was it? About a month ago, Doug and Tim threw this party, and they invited almost every entertainer in the High Valley on a <laughs> Sunday, which was awesome because like we all gig, we can't see each other, and it was cool, but. You started telling me about Carnival Cruise. Yeah. Well, we, we can't leave out Brian Tennell. Brian Tennell, T- yes, Tennell, yes, Tennell, Tennell Brian was hugely influential on us having, having that, that party. But yeah, go ahead. Didn't mean to cut you off. But um, you told me a story, and I'm not going to share any names about the person that uh, you had a story about, but um, can you go in little detail about what you told me about firing a sound guy? <laughs> sound, guy <laughs> sound guy that might be listening to this show right now. <laughs> We don't have to say his name. I won't say names, but uh, let's just say I had a fair few friends work for me over the years on Carnival Cruise Lines. I had a career that lasted in and out almost 23 years, climbed the ladder, had a lot of fun with it. But uh, yeah, one of the worst things I ever used to have to do, whether they were local or they were from Serbia or Romania or wherever, was when I'd have to go out and actually fire somebody. Um, Some of the firings were easy. Some of them weren't. one that sticks in my mind uh, was a kid in his second week of being trained. Then he comes up to the sound booth and he kept into his hand and then he'd smell. And I had already thought the kid was a bit of a boozer. And uh, I'm like, I, I realized I'm like, this kid's been drinking. Yeah. And, uh, so I call backstage and I'm like, Hey, uh, 
can so-and-so come backstage and can you see him? Why? Well, I think he's been drinking. So they get back and they set him up for an alcohol test, you know, because you're not allowed to be on the job drunk. And plus we got to save lives right. and whatever, you know, got a minimal limit you can drink. And uh, so he's like almost triple DUI level, if you would, you <laughs> oh, know what man. I mean? And so they say to him, they say to the kid, they said, uh, how much have you had to drink? And he said, I just had two. And they said, two what? He said, I had two. They said, well, wow, you must have a terrible tolerance. They said, well, can you explain to us what two is? Two to this guy was two pint glasses of Jack Daniels <laughs> with a splash of water on it because it takes the heat off. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's had 32 ounces of Jack Daniels and thinks he's, thinks he's going to run a show. I mean, <laughs> so that's, that's better than the story that I told oh, you yeah, earlier. Yeah. But the, the other story, so I had to fire that kid, but the other story was a guy decided to show up barefoot and his wife beat her. Uh, with a bottle, water bottle full of Jägermeister and proceed to have an argument with the DJ. And I get the phone call of like, you're not going to believe this, but you've got to come get rid of another one. And I'm like, and, like all the stories I can tell you about firings were something else. So when you fire somebody, what happens to them? Do you put them in the brig? Do you just drop them off? No, the next uh, if, some, if someone, if it's a legitimate, like, decent person, we'll let them finish. They, they, they let them finish out what their duties were or whatever. Oh, okay. And then they just, uh, Got rid of them in the next home port, you know, American port. If it was super bad, they'd uh, they brig them. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, whenever they know they're going to fire them, they do what they call a six o'clock knock. You don't even know you're getting fired. So you go on about your day, you do your duties, you do your jobs, and then they pull into home port and six o'clock knock, knock, knock. Security's there waiting for you. You got an hour to shove all your stuff in a bag and you're off. Wow. Uh, the worst part is, is if you're an American citizen, they can literally just kick you off in that port. So let's mm -hmm. say I'm up here from West Virginia and I get kicked off a ship in Long Beach, California. Guess what? I've been repatriated to my own country. So it's now on me to get myself home. Yeah. Wow. Whereas somebody from anywhere else in the world, they have to be repatriated. So mm -hmm. the flight's paid for. So an American, like you mess up, you're done. You're, you're stuck. It's, it's awful. Yeah, and, and probably 80% of the sound guys at the time were all Americans. So it was, yeah. oh, it was terrible. Whenever somebody get fired, because. You know, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. How many sound guys is on each ship? Well, at the time when I was out there, there was over 24 ships. There was only one main sound guy. Uh, he ran the theater. And then you had what they called an LES tech, which was uh, local entertainment system tech. Hence why I call my business LES, which is logical entertainment services. Because everybody was like, on all the drawings on ships, when they're building the ship, they always write LES, LES. And the Italians, the ships were built in the Italian yards, and they'd always be like, hey, who's this last guy? I want to meet this last guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> only a few people knew that it was logic or that it was uh, local entertainment systems. So when I started my business, I was like, you know, eventually, you know, I am doing some consulting for the cruise ships, but I hope to the day when I actually have to go back out, people still know me as what I did, but I want to yeah. go to like another company. And finally, somebody go, hey, Les, I've been waiting to meet you my whole life. <laughs> Yeah, Matt and I, Matt was looking into doing a carnival uh, little tour with us, like a little acoustic act. And he said, like, under the rule book, he said, like, if you were caught with something you shouldn't have, they will leave you wherever they are. And it's up to you. Oh, yeah. It, it, the, the worst thing that uh, one of the funniest ones I ever remember was a guy in Cosmo, Mexico, a musician coming on a gangway. He's a little intoxicated and he'd gone ahead and scored himself some grass. <laughs> and he's all hot and sweaty and everything else. And the bag had burst open on him. And security has him lift up his shirt. And there was like just Mexican mm. brick weed just stuck <laughs> all over oh, him man. in sweat. <laughs> and, and like, I'm standing there and I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> so you can get busted for cigars and everything else? Oh yeah, you can bring a Cuban cigar back into the States. Yeah, look out. Yeah, absolutely. That's why you take the ring off. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put another band on. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rebanded. I mean, not that I'm, you know, yeah, promoting, yeah. you know, smuggling Cuban cigars can, in or anything. Cuban cigars are legal now, right? No, they, if they, they are, they are not. I, I, you know what? I don't know. I, I know there was talk that they were gonna, they were gonna lift it, but I, I don't. And then I smoked a couple of them out of Jamarina Hills. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, Harry <laughs> Jones. <laughs> yeah, I, ironically, I, I, I had my very first Cuban cigar in Iraq. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. It's, those things are like that big around and. There's different sizes, well, you know. Yeah, it's, it's based yeah. on the role and whatever. But Cohiba is the one everybody's after. But in Mexico, they always say, "Oh, you know, you're buying a cute." You're not buying it. They go, they printed the band down the street, and yeah, some kid rolled yeah. it back in his house. You know, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, um, as far as like, I mean, I I enjoy cigars, but um, it's if you're if you're paying a high price or just for a name because if it's like Arturo Fuente or a Cuban or something, mm -hmm. and you hate it, what's the point? You, you buy what you like. If you like a $2 cigar, smoke a $2 right. cigar. I mean, it's, it's about just, you. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So uh, too many people were like, oh, you, you got to have Cuban. Why? Like yeah. it was, I've had better cigars that were cheaper than that Cuban, really? but it's. Yeah. You, you ever have somebody roll a cigar for you? Smoke it, smoke one fresh, like Tampa, no. New Orleans, whatever. You got to experience that. That's really cool. They do it in New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans got New Orleans cigar company. Uh, my ma my old mailman was a huge cigar smoker. So we went down for. Christmas parade one year and I brought him back a bunch and he, he now orders them all the time from new Orleans. Like all he's right, like, those yeah. are my favorite cigars. <laughs> we have to do a road show in, in new Orleans. <laughs> yeah. We're down for the Christmas right parade. Right. I go yeah. every year. It's a blast. <laughs> you mentioned uh jamboree in the Hills earlier. Oh, so for our viewers that don't know, Doug was one of the men in charge behind the scenes at jamboree in the Hills. Well, How, yeah, on certain things, certain things. <laughs> How many was, years? 42. Wow. Oh, he That's was amazing. There. Was there long from, the, from the beginning. 37 of them was the first ones I was working on stage at the old site. And we went over to the new site. Then I started working more or less the monitor rigs. Then I went to hauling water, uh, doing just about everything and anything. The speaker towers, my company, my dad's company built the speaker towers. Oh, nice. All the walkways that you come in, we built all those. The big gazebo was up in the back. We built that. Uh, I kind of got the buildings that they changed from working out of trailers all my life. We finally got in buildings. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome. Yeah. Because it was like, I was out there when a tornado went through. Oh, man. And we were in one of them yeah. trailers. And Perry Jones is going, what are we going to do? I said, lay down. Hope for the best. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Where are you going to go? You know? When we, when we land, just click your heels three times and say there's no place they go. It wasn't really a big tornado. It was yeah. just like a wind thing. They went across the top throwing trash cans, all kinds of stuff. And Perry's like freaking out because we had all the kids there working. Oh, man. It was like two weeks before the show. And Perry's just freaking out. He didn't know what to do. So we just all laid down on the floor in the trailer and hope for the best. Just in your mind, end up think, in the next county. In your mind, think of all the equipment that's surrounding you right now, all the trail, all I can imagine. All the trash cans and everything. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah that's, wow. that's. I have. I could sit here and tell you a lot of stories about Jim Reed and Hills. Was lots that lots was that like by far the worst disaster you experienced out there, as far as like a mishap or maybe a technical error? Uh, yeah, just a lot of little stupid things. Always, all, all yeah. the time. The craziest thing was the a couple of the acts come off the buses. They weren't allowed to film backstage. Mm -hmm. A couple come off stage. 
trying to record and the security guards tackled them to get their phones because they weren't allowed to do it. Oh man. And it was just like, cause at the time they had, I can't think of the company, they did all the recording. So you weren't allowed to do right. that. Oh, they probably had all the rights. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of stories out there. So was there, was there a point for Jamboree in the Hills where it, where you could kind of see where it went from just like this local thing to where it was national because it, at one point it started like the running of the rednecks was yeah. on national news. So oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Was, was there, was there kind of like a, a turning point or just it kind of meld into that national known? I, I think it just kind of coming in, into it Yeah. as it went along, it just got bigger and bigger. It started out really small because it started at the news site actually. Mm-hmm. Then they, they just build it, build it, build it and build it. Next thing you know, it was just like crazy. I, I watched, I stood on stage and watched that a couple, few times. I was just like, they run over each other. Right. They didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, I'm going to get that spot no matter what. <laughs> I was, uh, I was on, uh, I was stationed at, uh, down in DC and it was on the national news and guys around me were like, Look at these nut jobs. <laughs> and I look up and it says Jamboree in the Hills. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that was my backyard. <laughs> I have a similar type story. I <laughs> might know like three or four of those people that are now down on the ground. So Exactly. I remember I was on a ship and we were doing a project in service and they would show the morning news on the big screen out on the Lido pool, on the main pool. And it's like, they're watching the running of the rednecks. And somebody goes, hey, isn't that where you're from? And I said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, man. I, I beat my chest on that one. Yeah, that's where I'm from. It's funny, like when, when you... When anytime you saw somebody find their spot, they didn't just hurry up and set their tarp down. They would do a leaping forward <laughs> dive, <laughs> yeah, like Superman with the tarp yeah, to get a few extra yards. <laughs> like, it was, like 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 the tarp was a slip and slide or something, yeah. and it, but it wasn't. And then your friends would come back to the campsite. So we got Blue Bee. <laughs> yeah. The first year they did it there, that was the mud day. I mean, yeah, I saw nothing but mud. Oh man, I remember they made that. slides. They were doing all kinds of stuff. It was just then the water built up in front of the stage. And it was at least six foot deep. Oh, and one of the, I can't remember who, one of the head guys jumped down in it and dove in to clean out the the thing down in there to the get drain. the water to drain. Wow. Oh, and it was just like, oh my God, people were throwing mud. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. That was probably the worst disaster I've ever seen yeah. was all that mud. <laughs> if I remember, I remember the year before, after I played, you were, you were, I think you were in charge of water and grounds yeah. those years. And you were telling me how the, the first site, they the irrigation system was almost reversed. Everything was coming to the front of the stage and just filling up. Yeah. Down behind the stage where the water went out, plugged up. It kept plugging up and taking it back up yeah. into the Jeez. things that we had to get down there. And it had the uh, the cattails that we weren't allowed to touch. So clean it out was like illegal to do, oh. but we had to because the water wasn't going anywhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm down there digging. Here comes Tom Beck. He goes, what are you doing? So I got to clear this out to get the water out of there. He said, "That's cattails. You can't touch them." I was, ain't nobody watching. <laughs> Speaking of um, going against environmental laws, there's also a story that we had where we had to escape EPA pretty damn fast. So when we're in the tour bus at a mall plaza. I'm not going to mention what mall plaza it was, but. Doug goes, what do you think this uh, beeping light is on the on the front dashboard of this oh, tour bus? Yeah. And oh, no. like, we have no idea. Is it the air ride? You know, and he's like, should I press it? And somebody said, yeah. He presses it, a wave of septic. He let out, he let out the black water tank. I didn't know it was. A wave on all sides. Just rushing, like, like somebody opened up the floodgates in, uh, 
And we're so, like, okay, just put the bus in gear and go. <laughs> so you unleash the Blackwater tank in the parking lot of the mall. Nice. Oh, my goodness. You know what it was at the time. I just got the bus. You found out what it was real fast. And I was like, what are we going to do? He's like this. <laughs> we're out of here. So I'm assuming that the light was because it was full and needed drain. Yeah. So you just, oh, wow, Tug. I love it. Tire tracks. Well, luckily, it was all water. Because <laughs> you don't do a number two on a bus. So right. It was all water. There is that occasional goof that oh, does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me, <laughs> <laughs> it's your bus. You owned it, so I mean. <laughs> and speaking of bus, remember we got stuck out at what was that camp? Atwood Lake. Atwood Lake. That was our first full band show. <laughs> yeah, we parked the bus on grass the day after it rained out there. Did a three-hour gig the, behind the stage on the flat. Sunk, <laughs> sunk. <And> it took <laughs> maybe four and a half hours to get a record tow truck to get out there and uh, wow. pull us out. <laughs> wow. At Atwood Lake, so it would only have been like what less than an hour to get out there, but we had to wait so long to get pulled out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had uh, what the uh, Mike with us, the news guy. Yeah, yeah, he, he mm. wrote that. He had a field day with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which Mike was it? Uh, he was channel nine news, Mike Anthony, or uh, no, um, no, he was seven. I, I, I know his first name is Mike, I just can't think of his last yeah. name. <laughs> he did a oh, whole on, page. Almost two pages of it. Oh, mm -hmm. boy. Right, <laughs> along with the, right along with the Matt Van Fossen band. <laughs> Palmer. Michael Palmer. Michael Palmer. Shout yeah. out to Michael Palmer. Yeah, he was one of the uh, cameramen. Oh, okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. News. Really nice guy. I think he went on to um, Times Leader, maybe. Yeah, he retired. Okay, he yeah. Retired now. Today's podcast is brought to you by our local sponsor at Vargo's Cargo Moving Services. If you're going to be moving into a new home soon, if you're going to be moving to the big city, or if you're tired of the big city, you're coming home, give Vargo a shout out. Vargo has been helping countless Ohio Valleyans with their moving jobs and while saving them thousands in costs. It also doesn't hurt that he's a former NCAA football lineman. So if you're planning a move and need some extra help, give Vargo a shout out and also catch him this Thursday on 10 String Tavern as we release our first NCAA football sports episode. Again, that is Vargo's Cargo Moving Services. And now back to the podcast. All right, so we're back with a uh, viewer submitted question, one that uh, pertains to sound engineers. If there is one band with their original lineup you could ever run sound for, which one would that be? And three doors down. Three doors right. down. Wow, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was boom. <laughs> like I gave him the question earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I I do Tower Power. Tower, and power. I would do the original lineup. I mean, there was just so much. I mean, you talk about the East Bay Grease and all that. There's just that's the beginning to me of like some of the coolest funk that ever come out. And you never expected to have been what it was. So you listen to, to Rocco on bass and Dave Garibaldi yeah. on drums. I mean, yeah. and, and Emilio's vocals in the early age. I mean, it was just. Tower Power was something else. Yeah. Just not what's, real. What's funny now is when you see bands like Tower Power in Chicago and they have, they have that horn section, it's just now as a musician, my first thought when I see them, I'm like, man, what did they charge for a gig? You got like yeah. nine people in this band. Right. You know, I mean, I, I think, I think a lot of people would expect me to say the dead because I'm a huge deadhead, but I mean, uh -huh. horns. I mean, come on. You get to, did, you get, you get to mix the horns. Did you go on Monday? No, I did not. I didn't either. I, I you know, I'll tell you why I didn't go. I just felt that it was going to be weird. I just, I just had that ominous feeling that it was, with it being the last show, I felt that it was just going to be too many people in the parking lot, too hard to get in and out. And it turns out it was, 
everybody's telling me hit and miss. So I, I, I regret it, but I don't. I, yeah, same. I, I, it's funny because I, I seen on Facebook some, some friends of mine that went, and I know they ain't ever listened to anything of the dead. <laughs> they just right because it was you know, and they're yeah, all dressed up. Exactly. Yeah, it was like a hippie thing. Exactly. That, you know, well, when you look when Dead & Company started, I mean, one of my favorite things that I saw on social media way back when was, well, when not when Dead & Company started, but when John started pulling, John Mayer started playing with Dead & Company, there was somewhere, you know, Midwestern, you know, eight school teachers get together and they're, you know, they all go and they're like, this was terrible. We thought we were coming to see a John Mayer right. concert. And apparently this was some other band called The Dead. Just go. Just leave. Just go. So did you ever see the dead? I, one time in, uh, when was that? Um, 93. Yeah, I think it was 93 or 94 I saw him. Right on. And it was, I, I loved it. And what's funny is, like, one of my, the first Grateful Dead song I ever heard uh, when I was in high school was Shakedown Street. That's a killer song. That's a that's that's, that's a whole, get hooked that's on. A great right? album. That's what I got. And then I just I I went out and I bought it on cassette, and I wore that cassette out. <laughs> and then I just I've been a fan ever since. But I found skeletons from the closet, mom and dad's record collection, and I think it had borrowed <laughs> it from somebody, and they weren't even deadheads, and I was hooked instantly. Yeah, on Uncle John's band, and after that, it was just I was ahead at like ten years old. So. Right, right. So I like I wanted to go, but it was <laughs> it didn't it didn't help anyone. I. When I asked uh, my wife, I'm like, hey, I really want to go to this dead show. Do you want to go? She was like, no, but I, I will. I'm like, oh, no, we're not doing that. Right. <laughs> but the next time Kelsey Bellarini comes in, hey, let's get tickets. I'll go. <laughs> Our wives hate us when they bring us to the shows. Because, because like, we'll sit down for, like, one, their, what was the last one? Um, um. Priscilla, oh, Priscilla Block, it jurgles. Yeah, jurgles. So like, you know, we'll sit there and from like, just knowing like engineering, we'll be like, this is pre-recorded. Oh yeah. And we're like, this light show is pre-recorded. They're not. They're singing the tracks, and we'll just tell them and they'll be like, shut up, shut up, don't ruin <laughs> just stop ruining it. Don't ruin this one for me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you, you you say that. You know, whatever. We were at uh, Blame My Roots last year. And Tennell kept telling me the same thing when, when Nico Moon was playing. And I was like, he's like, just shut up and let me enjoy the concert. <laughs> right. like, okay, I will. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, we pick it apart. But see, my wife, my wife's actually pretty cool about it. Like you're saying she would drag you to this show and that show. My wife wants to go to all the shows that I go to. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, I don't have to like be like, oh, we got to go to Kelsey Ballerini. We're going to go. No, yeah. I'm like, hey, you know, do you want to go to whatever? Or sometimes she'll be like, did you catch, you know, yeah. so-and-so is playing in Morgantown? No, I did not. But we're going, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going. Yeah, I mean, for the I mean, for the most part. But like I said, she just was, I mean, like we got tickets to see Matchbox 20 and stuff this summer. But the dead, she just, you know, she was like, I, I, I will go with you. I won't say no. But right. <laughs> I know that I'll never get her to like a five-finger death punch. No. <laughs> you wouldn't even get me to go to that so. or, or like a, a metallica show like i know the metal stuff there no she'll be like you and jake go and you have a good time and yeah i'd be there with you yeah there you go so nice see yeah. i'm not a dead fan i'm more of a pink floyd oh pink floyd I, I is my pink absolutely all-time favorite favorite band i mean I it's never was into the dead reason I yeah. don't know it's an acquired taste it's like jerry garcia said some people like black licorice and those that like black licorice really like black licorice we're yeah. acquired <laughs> taste <laughs> yeah yeah i um yeah i'm a huge huge floyd fan i was excited i finally got uh 
1973 original vinyl of Dark Side of the Moon. Finally, without spending like $300 on it, I finally got it. It's a beautiful condition. Put that on. Put the headphones on so you can really hear the record going. Oh, man. I got to see him at the Three River Stadium. Yeah. And they went to the High State Stadium. I got to see him there. I saw him at Three Rivers. They had the big pig balloons. Yep. That uh, Fred come out on the bed and floated around. Yep. Shot out of the Three River Stadium. Yep. Yeah, that was that was. I my... think I remember it. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you I know, was there. <laughs> but you know, with Floyd uh, and and the Dead and 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 Zeppelin and all the all the bands of the time, we're talking we're talking about sound engineers. And my God, if it wasn't for what those guys were doing, they were pioneers back in the '70s in oh, the studios yeah. and everything else. You talk oh, about yeah. the Pink Floyd, us and them. Do you guys know how that was done, us and them? There was no delay machine back then, so they literally recorded yeah. us and them, and then brought in like nine tape machines and put. A microphone on each one, so it was that's how they got the us, us, us. Like oh, you know, no kidding. Bonzo's mantra, Zeppelin, because I see the Zeppelin behind uh-huh. you. Yeah. They literally put him at the end of a hallway in a school and set all the mics at the back to get that reverb on everything else. So there was there was mics on all the drums, but then, so these guys, we have it so easy now on a digital mixer or your little mixer. There, right. boom, it's there for us. That stuff didn't exist. It's a lost art. <laughs> it, 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 it is a lost art. You know, I am an, I'm an you said you're an analog guy too. I'll, I'll tell you a cool analog story from my years of working at Carnival. All of our consoles used to be Midas XL4s. I mean, you know, people fight over was it the H3000, the Heritage 3000, or the XL4. I got certified and trained on how to fix Midas XL4s. Whenever we actually ripped them out and, and uh, swapped the PM5Ds, I repaired every one of them, certified them, and then they got sold to Claire Global, which is the largest production company in the world, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty cool. And Bob, yeah. Bob Dylan ended up with a couple of them, which was pretty cool because <laughs> he was awesome. using a console. But the guy that trained us tells me a story, and he was from Minnesota, so I think we know who one of the most famous people from Minnesota was. And he was a cons- so he's a console technician. He gets his phone call for an up-and-coming artist, and a cat had walked across the console because somebody was up late at night with their tea and honey, and the cat knocked the tea and the honey into the console. He gets this urgent call to go to this place, fixes the console. The cat's name was Paisley. I think we know the artist I'm talking about. Yeah, I think I think we know Prince. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So yeah. I got trained on how to fix consoles by the guy that saved one of the best recordings for Prince ever. Like to me, that's huge. That's cool. Huge. That's cool. so cool. Like going back to like the technology now, it's just like. On this program I do for uh, the video editing, they have an AI that'll listen for any white noise and just take it out. Now, I was explaining to my wife, I would need to fill this up with like soundproof foam if oh, I yeah. wanted that same effect. And it's just, yeah. you have an AI listening for it. It's, it's nuts. Does that AI get rid of mouth breathing? You know, everyone's <laughs> 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 coughing, sneezing. <laughs> I won't say the other. So, Doug, you're an, you're, you're an analog guy. We know, we know that you're, you're a huge oh, yeah. analog guy. I like pushing buttons instead of having to flip around in computers. Yeah. I just don't like computers. I'm sorry. And and Doug is Doug is a like I'm looking at your console. Doug is a fader guy, not a potentiometer guy too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you give Doug a console with a with a with a potentiometer pot, and he's like, ah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old school. What will it oh, take for be. you to get to the iPad? <laughs> what will it take? I mean, for I you? got two of them. I just never <laughs> use it. <laughs> They're still in the box. <laughs> That's what I, I want for our gigs. I want to get the the next um, next board to be able that I can use just yeah use an iPad on it. Yeah, and then I uh, had a what, XR thirty two or whatever. Yeah, he had a, he had an XR thirty two out in the garage that he got rid of recently that uh, he didn't yeah. like it. 
Wow. <laughs> There's too much. You have to go here and there. Remember where this is at, where mm-hmm. that's at. Analog, you're done. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you, know, you know, with the layers and such, with patch, with patch bay, you know, you're, you're used to taking a cable and going from point A to point B, mm-hmm. and there you've got to find the layer, and then you've right. got, you know, so I, yeah. And and being from the old old school, it, I I remember when we first started putting the PM5Ds on the ships, I thought I was going to quit. And then I eventually got trained and certified on them. I was like, okay, it's not that bad. But yeah. I, there was a time when I was scared of digital. I really was. Yeah. yeah. See, I was really surprised Bill Graham went over to it. Yeah, that's, he was that's an, an interesting one. Yeah, guy too. I mean, right. he has a whole trailer full of old analog boards. They're just sitting in their boat anchors now. But oh man, yeah, Bill had tons of the big Yamaha. I can't remember the names of all of them. He's got tons of them. He went over to digital, and he was just like so much easier to him but i'm like nope i'll stay where i'm at i got a uh uh i forget which one it is but it's a it's a big yamaha board that's in Mm -hmm. the garage but i got it from a a friend of my dad's when he passed away and um i just need to i i want to use it but it just i need to take it probably like the ca house or something and just get it cleaned up because you know as soon as you turn the volume up it starts cracking and and it just it just needs clean but it probably just needs clean and and the potentiometers probably just need exercise i've got my verona 480 sitting in the basement and it's the same thing i'm i I could do i could do the work on it i just i just don't see me ever using the console again but we just we haven't found a use for what is it a 20 Right. channel yeah. <laughs> board yeah. maybe, <laughs> so, maybe eventually we'll have that i hope so but so do you still have the two befores or wherever it was oh yeah. yeah yeah we're playing barton trap at the end of the month yeah mm-hmm. it's uh it's it, it took off uh, a lot faster and, and than i ever imagined it was because i remember the first time we did it i was i, I was i was shitting twinkies i'm like how are we gonna do this man like i i mean for him it's easy because you just tell him hey play beethoven's ninth and he'll be like and he'll, and that's all i need he'll, he'll whip it out like for me i mean i i mean i i can play bass but i'm not i'm not a jake on bass so it's uh i was just like man i but then I then I started thinking about it like when especially when I used to DJ karaoke karaoke is about the same 150 songs no matter where you go, it's the same. You thing. are correct. I, it's it's you always the same songs all over. So I was like, okay, I, I can do this. And then when we have like we have our iPads pull up sheet music, and probably 97 percent of the time it's songs I've heard. There's been a couple where I'm like I look at him I'm like I've never heard this song yeah. before. I don't know how it goes. I and I you know you know just. We fake, um we fake played, it till we make it. That's yeah. it. I mean, <laughs> we uh we played one waterfront Wednesday, but they ended up moving us into the Civic Center. But uh, I think it was uh, Blake Moore and Gary. We were explaining like the concept to them, and they were you know still kind of confused on it. Right. But uh, we started having people come up sing with us. And do you remember that one lady that <laughs> she come up and sing "Lost in the Fifties" tonight? I think that's what she was singing. She just got on the mic and just started wailing. I look at him. I go like this, and then I look at. Uh, Blake more gear and they're just like yeah we understand now <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like I said well what we do is like we, we still have the karaoke system so it pulls the, the song up mm-hmm. and it's still the words right. and the timing and everything right karaoke but, track through the monitor right. yeah but sometimes people just either they're they're I don't want to say bad but they're not very I, good on, on key I, I, or, I or, have, or have an ear for the the timing and right. stuff and you know they just go you know they go rogue and you're just trying to to follow but um yeah there's been a couple <laughs> a couple times i just I, I, I look at him like i'm i know i'm playing with the charts say. i don't know <laughs> right right 
Yeah, I, I, I'm familiar with a format like that. I, um, when I was before I moved into project management on the ships, I was uh, in sound heavily in sound. I was repairing sound, and I was you know fixing everything. And they had a program called Superstar Live that they signed in with, and the band played karaoke, same type like what you guys uh, were saying. Yeah. Except they had the click track, they had the charts on the right, iPad right. and everything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you say it's the same 150 songs. You know, and you're you're yeah. right. You're dead right with it because I remember going into our computers after about the seventh install because I'd have to be there for the whole week after we installed everything, mm-hmm. whatever. I heard it before he cheats so many times that I oh, completely yeah, erased yeah. before he yeah. cheats from our category catalog. And now you finally know what I did, folks, back in the home office. I went into the cloud, everything else, <laughs> erased it from every hard drive because. Every night for seven nights, I had to hear that song at least three nights yeah. or three times a night. It was awful. And the good thing is, is we've we've developed a following, which is yeah. is also good because now we we have like five six people that follow us wherever we go, and they they always sing the same song. So it's it it that helps too. But um, yeah, it's there's a lot of people that have come up and been like. Well, this is pretty cool. Like we didn't know what to expect, and it's just no, it's, like, a, it's a and it's a great concept. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, you especially are, like I said, the people, pioneers up here around here. <laughs> really, you know, people get up there with the microphone. They got a guitar player and a drummer and a bass player. The lights are on and they're singing, so they get that right. Like, all right, I'm leading like, the band. We'll have our rotation of like five or six people, and then once everybody gets some liquid courage, it just takes that one person to get up there and oh, yeah. start wailing. Then, uh, yeah, it sounds like Brian over t- generations. Oh yeah. Yeah. He get, he gets people up there. It's sometimes like woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, who told you you Fireball? <laughs> well, tell Fireball no. We haven't. There was only one show that we did that wasn't fun because. But the thing was, is we were so cramped. Yeah, it, was, it was in such a tight spot that like not by me. Right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, and people would try to, even in that cramped spot, like people would get up and dance. I mean, there was one time I looked over and this lady literally has her, her ass crack in Razor's face. Yeah, I grinded on me. Like the corner of my eye, I could see my wife and I'm like, I know she doesn't like this at all. And it, and it was probably the woman that you don't want to see grinding anyway. Yeah. Trust me, I know how that goes. And, 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 and God, God love my parents. Because everybody would go outside and come back in, go outside, come back in. And finally, at the end of my, the night, my dad, my mom says, man, I don't know what happened. Somebody must have ran over like one or two skunks in the parking lot because it stinks out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a dead skunk, Ma. That's, uh, that's, that's yeah, people that like the that's, Grateful that's, Dead. That's, that's, <laughs> That's people going out there to get, you know, uh, steam courage to sing. Dr. Drade. (laughs) (laughs) The chronic album's behind you. (laughs) Yeah, we were out at Piedmont for Memorial Day weekend. And then we were sitting around the campfire. She's, oh, there's a skunk again. I'm like, no, no, there isn't. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's funny. That is funny. That's Yeah, God love them. So I wanted to ask you guys about your plans for music in the Valley. But I know that. There's some stuff you guys want, don't want to give away just yet. Is there any like little, little uh, Mine's teaser? Gage Joseph and Christian Beck. I can edit that out if we. Want. But are you do, do you want to talk about doing? Uh, I'm working with Gage and, and and Doug on some things, but I'm I'm working with a lot of people in the Valley on some really cool stuff. There's a venue that's coming up that I've got my hands in, and I'm helping. And uh, if it works out, it's going to be one of the more premier uh, venues in the Valley, but. I work with everybody. There's a lot yeah. of cool stuff coming to this valley. Mm-hmm. People are starting to invest, and I and I see the vision in five years. 
I know it's hard to see the vision, when, especially when you drive through downtown Wheeling, because it looks like downtown right, Beirut, yeah, right. like it just got blown out. Yeah. But I see the vision, and I and I think over the course of the next five years, for those of us that are in this industry, and I know we've gone through our frustrations, COVID screwed everything up, this, yeah. that, and the other. But I see the vision of a lot of people, and I think it's going to be really cool when it actually gets there. And as long as everybody learns, you know, like I've kind of told Doug and some others, as long as we all work with each other We're and try not to step on each other's toes and, and yeah. respect each other, I can see this valley becoming one of the next meccas, one of the next hotspots right. for live local talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not an ego trip. You know, there's, there are some people in this valley that they got an ego out, and it's going to come back and get them. Right. I, I think it's, it's way too small of a valley. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's simply, it doesn't matter uh, what you believe in, what your, your music is. What it just be, it, There's a difference between being cool and uncool. And as long as you're cool, I think, exactly. I think, I, yeah. I think we're all going to work out. Mm-hmm. But there is uh, two places coming up this year. <clears throat> One we can talk about. I'm not involved in it at all. But the new ownership at the Riverside is going to really change things too. There, oh, really? I mean, you're talking about your console that might need worked out. For, yeah. uh, Derek Frizzy bought the oh, okay. Riverside down in Powhatan. Okay. I, I see him. You know, he's 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 an electronics guy. He's a techie guy like uh-huh. us. I, I I I would bet that Derek's going to do some cool stuff down there. I mean, this 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 gig with Gage's band was supposed to be somewhere else, and Derek instantly bid on it and took right, it. Yeah. So that tells me that you've already got somebody that that wants to do something as yeah. opposed to mm-hmm. you know, oh okay, we'll just you know so. I, I think there's going to be a lot more common. We yeah. all just got to. That was kind of like wait. the idea for starting this is just let's make a community out of it. You know, promote everybody. Right. right. Doug Richardson really did a good thing when he he done that new. Anybody can come on and put where they're playing, <clears throat> where Ohio Valley took it to just bands. Yeah. You have to be in a band to put on theirs. Doug Richardson put it on where you can put anything you want to on there. Nice shout yeah. out from Doug yeah. Richardson from Zane Run. Yeah, 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 and I and I post on all those sites. I'm friends with all the right. guys that actually run those sites, you know, and and mm-hmm. I and I can understand the visions of each other's uh, each other's journey, you know. I mean, yeah. Doug said the same thing, not me, the other Doug <laughs> said the same thing. Everybody needs to work together, so let's try to bring us all together. Yeah. And you were talking about that big party at, at Doug's. I think that was the beginning of it a was, cool it thing really with a lot of us and, yeah. and expanding more into. You well, know, I mean, it was it was it was great for me that uh, that I went because of the fact that like. I'm fairly new to this area. Like I grew up Wintersville, Steubenville, a little bit northern in the county. But and I hear I hear Razor all the time saying this guy, this guy, and I, right. but I was able to actually now meet meet you guys and right. other people there, and now I got a, a face to a name, and it, it's. But yeah, it was it was great. I, I was. Well, me and Razor's so been together what, 15, 10, 10, between ten and 10 15, fifteen years. I think that's awesome. And Doug and I met through COVID. <laughs> Tell them, Doug. They didn't think yeah. we'd get along. The whole Everybody, valley thought Doug and I were going to beat each other's Everybody throats. Said, You're going to hate him. I'm like, why am I going to hate him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate anybody. That's... Well, I do. But... <laughs> yeah, we, 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 both, we both heard the same things back and forth. We were going to hate each other. We were going to this, that, and the other. And now, like, we, I think we text 10 times a day like teenagers and probably talk at least 10 minutes a day on the phone with each other. So that's, that's cool. That's, that's cool. Really Music cool. does that for us. This valley yeah. can do that. You and know? that's right. it. That's, that's just it. Music does it. That's and I've, I've somewhere along the line worked with just about everybody you can name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a few bands that I haven't, but you imagine Jamboree in the Hills, there was, what, 30 bands every every, every year, year for 40-some years? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've met all of them. I can remember uh, Neil McCoy coming off the bus, yelling, where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he got off his bus, that was the first thing he said every year, where's the beef? And his security guard was Lurch. No. So it was beef and lurch. <laughs> <laughs> we 
had to follow him around everywhere. When he went up the up on the speaker towers, we had to stand at the bottom, make sure nobody come around. And I looked at him one day. I said, "So if you fall, am I supposed to catch you?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "You have no safety ropes. You have no nothing." Oh man, yeah, I remember seeing that on television. Him, he just go nuts. Yeah. Well, he, at the end I, of the year. I, I, I bet he does that everywhere because our, our good friend Bill, shout out to Bill Baker. They went up to the Sally Buffalo thing, yeah. and you've seen the video of him walking around on the stage with a bottle of Fireball handing no, out I to each other to all the band, and they all take it. It was Bill's bottle. No. He just grabbed it out of the crowd. Like the that's the kind of guy he is. He just grabs a bottle out of the crowd. Then the one guy's complaining. He's going to drink all of it. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't gonna have any left. <laughs> That's like when we played "Blame My Blame My Roots" that one mm. year. The next thing I know, I, I come off the uh, stage and did a beer bong of some kind of fluid. I don't know what it was. Juice, but I don't. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I, I think I made it in the what, valley. That what, Matt was drinking that that year. Yeah, yeah. We were pretty. We were doing <laughs> pretty toasted. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, uh, let's do it, man. I you only do this once, so it was like I had a blast. It felt like I was beer bonging like. A mix of Jack Daniels and Country Time Lemonade. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt's kind of where I got my start in managing. Okay. Yeah. Matt, he was, he'd come to my house one day and asked me if I would manage him at, him at the time. It wasn't yeah. really a band. He wanted me to manage him into a band and stuff. I told him, he said, I don't know nothing about it. He said, I don't either. Let's do it. And I'm like, okay. That's, That's <laughs> the way we went. <laughs> and, and then look how everything took off. That's yeah. Fisher Price, my first gig. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually moved on to the Brighton Boys and yeah. a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's like I said, you, you probably could sit here for three hours and tell us jamboree stories. So. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm really enjoying Gage Joseph. Yeah, he he was 15 when I met him, and he's now 19, and that kid's got it. I mean, he's really got it. Yeah, and there's a lot of other artists in the valley that right, got yeah. it too. I, I'm just happy to be with Gage. That's all. And I listen to all these other acts. I'm not like I don't want to say anybody's bad because there's not anybody that's that bad. Two greatest shows I go to is Gage and Christian Beck. Yeah, and two are Christian Beck has a really high energy band. Yeah, they're all over the stage and really good that's really fun good that's that's what i like to do i'd like he's to out be. of pittsburgh right yeah. yeah yeah he was on the township road mm-hmm. and he went over jd had moved away so township road broke up and he started his own band nice what i like about working with gage you know is that uh he's not just it's not always the same set list yeah he's always trying something yeah. new whether it works or it doesn't work and uh, you know he's not just stuck. And this is all I can do. This is only genre I can stick in. When I, I got to, you know, I, I got to be said three words on stage the whole time. <laughs> now he talks to everybody. Yeah. He finally broke that, you know, I'm scared oh. to say anything type thing. Now he's a now he's joker in a. I mean that's butterfly, a, that's, you know? <laughs> that's the thing. I mean you can sing and play, but if if you're not entertaining, it, yeah. so you got there's 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 that third factor in there that you you have to have right. to to really yeah, stand he went out. Call me Doctor Phil the other night. <laughs> <laughs> the haircut of Dr. Phil. And what he called Tony? He called Tony something else because Tony texted me and he's like, "You're not gonna believe what he just did to us." And I was like, "Oh my goodness, that kid!" Because every time he plays the one song, I shut him off. Oh wow! And I played a wagon wheel. Wagon. I played a joke on him over at the Generations one night. I called the whole band and said, "You guys, when he goes to play that, will you set your guitars down?" walk off stage <laughs> so he goes up to the mic and he says you know our next song is going to be 
and they all just put their guitars down and start walking. He said, well, I guess we're going on break. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, because he always told me I couldn't shut him off where the band was playing. I said, I'll get you. I'll get yeah. you back. Believe me, I love practical jokes. So two days later, we're together, and it's it's I think it's New Year's or whatever. We're down at the Tiger Pub, and he tells me the story. And he's, he's like, this is what I did to him, this, that, and the other. So it's just him and Wyatt. They're getting, yeah. ready, they're getting ready to do it, and I did the same exact thing. And he looked at me like, how did you know? Like, <laughs> I just killed the whole sound and everything else, and I set the, I set the iPad down, and I walked away. Because <laughs> every time he plays it now, he's... Looking over to me to see if I'm going to hit the button. <laughs> so, Tim, we met going back to, like, playing with Gage because, like, playing with Gage is nice because I can look at him and he can tell me a key. Right. He understands music <laughs> that way. I know how we met. <laughs> yeah, we met at a uh, Crazy Horse gig in yes, uh, Brownsville. We, 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 we met at the Chevron building <laughs> at the fairgrounds. <laughs> right, right. In Marshall County, and nothing against that building, but that's the worst building in the Valley I to know. play. I mean, if they just do something for sound deadening, but yeah. go ahead. That's how we met. Yeah, yeah. crazy horse. Shout out to uh, John Daner, Mike McMillan, J.B. Mead. Bobby Mead. Bobby Mead. I think his, maybe his uh, cousin, Chris. Chris, 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 yeah, Chris he Mead, was playing yeah. with us that night, but it was so funny because I was informed about the gig like two weeks prior i was sent a set list then about a week later after i got all the songs down somebody said you know what I, we're not going to actually use that one here's another one so completely <laughs> different songs so by the time i get on stage they're like oh we're just going to scrap this set list just follow us and i was like where, where is the first song we're going to do and they're like oh so and so i didn't know the song and they're like oh it's just a little ditty and e you'll be fine a little and ditty. Just, that was how the rest <laughs> of the a little ditty. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is my wife's from columbus she She's never seen a steak fry before. That's never saw that say. concept. And she's looking at me like, so you're telling me people have to bring their own seasonings and utensils for this? It, 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 <laughs> and, and there's a beer truck over there. They just drink as much as they want. Yeah, like, yeah she went over to get us some beer. Thinking she had to pay, right? Yeah. Well, she missed the beer truck. She was in line for the dice game. And she, I was like, what are you doing? She's like getting us drinks. I'm like, well, you're about to gamble our money away right now. What you to do? <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, John Marshall football mom steak yeah. fry yeah that was a that was, a, that was actually a good gig. it was, it was a, a lot of fun, fun. Gig, yeah that was packed they had, they, I think they had 400 people in there that place was yeah. packed i tell you anytime i do a steak fry down there it's always packed yeah it yeah, was it's, fun but it's always we were talking about the, the the issue of amount of speakers and and volume yeah. Some 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 people, when you're working in a venue like that, will allow you to bring in delay speakers, and you can have speakers all down the room. And some will say, "Oh, it can only be in the front." And when it's only in the front in a big building like that, it never goes well because there's yeah. always that guy that turns the speaker off. There's always that woman that yells at you. There's always the person that says it's too loud. Yeah. The guy that turns the speaker. <laughs> the guy, yeah. Last Friday, guy kept turning our speaker around <laughs> until Nick Ebert. Shout out Nick Ebert, the <laughs> Marsh County Commissioner, had to go down and and let the guy know he was the you know Nick. And Nick, <laughs> yeah. Nick just gets down the guy. He's like, really, dude, you've been asked nine times not to touch a speaker again. Are we going to have a problem? And finally, guy looked at Nick, and Nick's just a hulking dude. You know, yeah. Nick. And the guy just went ahead and paid his tab and left. And I was like, oh, thank God, Nick. <laughs> Nick was in the cowboy hat and sang with us down. Down, uh, Martin's Ferry. Oh, okay. He, he was with Wyatt. Shout out Wyatt yeah. too. Yeah, he's part of the uh, Ebert Brothers family that runs mm -hmm. the Ebert Brothers show down there in, okay. in, in the Martinsville. Yeah. 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 Every concert with Gage, they would bring him up on stage. But like, here's the Marshall County Commissioner. I thought. Really <laughs> I thought. For, I thought for somehow like he just like tricked the system or had a bunch of friends that voted for him here. That's just a running joke. It is. <laughs> it is. I think it's a self-appointed title he gave himself too. Really. Nice. <laughs> He's a character. He's got a heart of gold, though, because I was doing a gig at the fairgrounds, 
and ran into a situation and I called him early in the morning. I said, Hey dude, I need to, I need a hand the person supposed to help me couldn't. And he was there in my house in five minutes. I was like, really? dude, you know, so but yeah, steak fries. Those are a lot of fun. Those are a lot of fun. Yeah. We got asked to play one and then, um, they found somebody else to, yeah, right. Last to, yeah. Cause they want us, they wanted us to DJ and play for six hours. Yeah. For 150 bucks, yeah, yeah. something like that. Pretty yeah. much, <laughs> the exposure. We'll uh, yeah. get exposure. Yeah, we'll yeah. get you exposure. I, I, I've, I've been exposed enough. It's, I, uh, I went to jail for that. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should say that. <laughs> it's, it's only. Uh, it's. I found out that it's. It's only indecent exposure if there's a female close. Oh. So when you get arrested, while you and the female are both peeing in the alley. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get indecent exposure. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. So I, that's that was my yeah that was my first time. Well, my only time getting arrested. But yeah, I was I was in college and I'm just thinking I'm gonna get kicked out. I'm not playing sports. I'm not. You know, my dad's gonna shoot me in the face with a bazooka after this. <laughs> we got got into the drunk tank and I'm, I I get there and there's like half the basketball team, quarter the football team. Yeah. They're like, did you give the cops any trouble? I'm like, no, I'm like trying not to shit my pants right here. <laughs> They're like, you'll be fine. Next thing in the morning, they let everybody go except for a couple of troublemakers. And as you're walking out, they're like, don't do that again. Nice. Nope, I'm good. Where was, where was, where'd you go to school? Uh, I, I, that happened at OU. I went to OU for okay. my first two years and then moved on to another great college. So, <laughs> but where was your high school? Toronto? Wintersville. Winters, okay, Wintersville. Yes, the old Wintersville that doesn't exist anymore. Well, they, they merged to Steubenville? So. No, they merged with Mingo. Oh, it was, okay. It was Wintersville Mingo, and it became Indian Creek, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was um, two years after I graduated, then it was, that was, I think 93 was the last graduating class from Wintersville, and then it went to Indian Creek, and that's what it's been ever since, so. They were just going in here. <clears throat> yeah. Where'd you go? River High School. That's what I thought. I went yeah, to Pilot, the, aren't the you? Great Almighty River High School. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed there. They got a good football school. program down there. <laughs> yeah, it's not really. I mean, I went to high school, I think. Yeah, you told me like <laughs> stories of driving to high school, like partying the whole partying way all the way down, <laughs> all the way home, every football game. Yeah. <laughs> Half the time I had the football team with me partying before they went to the game. <laughs> Coach Snyder used to like scream and yell at us. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <We're> all right. <laughs> yeah, you could you could do that during football season because you know you go out after the games. But uh, our track coach that we had was he was brutal. Like you didn't screw around on the weekend because you knew Monday you were gonna run like the biggest day that you were gonna run, and you could always tell who went out and partied on the weekend. Because come Monday, the, somebody was thrown up next to the track. It never <laughs> failed. I learned real quick that you, yeah, don't, don't. Start sweating before the year. <laughs> <laughs> start. So I graduated in 82. You were? 97. 97. 91. So I am the oldest. Oh, nine. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's. Yeah, we got to have a party this September 1st. Yeah, we already got the date set. We're just not putting it out on the air. We don't want people to show up at your house. We we know when Doug's big birthday bash is happening, but uh, that's by invite only to you, those of you out there in YouTube land. (laughs) (laughs) Don't just show up. (laughs) My black day of 60. 60? 60. Yep. 
it was funny at that uh, the party you had. We were going around like me with everybody, and every once in a while you hear, "Damn, that's good cream cheese." <laughs> <laughs> Stuff you smoked. Oh my god, how much food do you think was at that party? That was that was unbelievable. Right. How much food. food was at that party? I mean, yeah. if there wasn't enough already when you walked in with the mashed potato or the baked potatoes, <laughs> the <laughs> the baked potato, potato bar. bar. Yep. <laughs> And there's yeah, like a couple of them left. Yeah, I took home eight baked potatoes. I, I cooked, I don't know, two oven racks of baked potatoes I cooked at my house. I did. I, I soaked them the night before, cooked them for a half hour, and then turned off the oven and then finished baking them in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> two racks in a, in, a, in a standard gas oven, and I took home eight baked potatoes after that party. That was... <laughs> Yeah, it was some potato eating people. I mean, I didn't know there was that many Irish at that party. <laughs> <laughs> the one guy come in and he was just like, "What's this?" And I happened to be standing there. I'm like, "Oh, it's smoked cream cheese." Oh, that stuff was unreal. <laughs> he took a cracker and it had to have probably I don't know two tablespoons of cream cheese on it. Just woofed it down. I'm like, "Whoa, that's a little bit much, man." <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, did it good. <laughs> How did that night end up? I think we end, we left when I think Doug was performing or Joe Carr. Shout yeah, out Joe Carr. So. We went to what about ten o'clock? I think. I don't know. I uh, think Ga- Joe just just finished. just finished. Gage yeah. Gage finished up. Gage was finishing up. Louis ended up getting on drums for a little mm-hmm. bit, and then Brian kind of just DJed for a little bit and was like, "I'm done." And Doug's like, "Well, we gotta still have some music." So I never put on my iPhone and. We close it out with your stuff. You're walking in, seeing Brian in the the matching suit, all color coordinated. Then he had a costume change, yeah. like halfway through, he came out <laughs> <laughs> when he was in his red. When he was in his all red, thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's because his clothes. Were, they were bringing him his clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun, and 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 I, it worked out well for me. But like, there, we couldn't watch the hockey game that night. That was all the wife was worried about was watching the Florida Panthers play, watching the Florida Panthers play, and. I'm trying to watch bits and pieces of it on my phone, and I told her, I said, don't worry. I said, they're not going to go any further. Now, look, yeah. the Panthers are playing for the Don't cup. worry, they're not going to go any further. Well, right. But I don't know if they're going to go any further in this cup run now, though. I mean, you sit 11 days. Yeah. You know, you talk, you talk about sports. You, you sit 11 days. Look, the, the, they're not looking good now because, the, because they got rusty. Yeah. And the same when you look at the Heat in the, in the Denver series, the Heat have been playing Denver set. Denver they're, set, They're yeah. looking rusty, too. So it just goes to say, you know. You're on that streak. Stay on that streak. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but I mean, shout out to Vegas, man. I hope. I, I call, I call this the Gerard Gallant cup. This is the, this is the, ha- these are the houses that Gerard Gallant built. If you remember, <laughs> Gallant got kicked out of the locker room after a terrible loss to Carolina Hurricanes, uh, when he was coaching Florida and they left him on the curb, left him with his bags, no limo, no nothing. Just like, get out. You're gone. You're done. I actually have that nameplate, locker nameplate from that night. I bought it in, the, in the Panther store. Oh, no wow. kidding. And then all of a sudden, the Vegas team, the expansion teams announced, and look what he, where he went. He went to Vegas, became the coach. And you look at both teams. You know, Marsha Show is doing fantastic for, for the Golden Knights right now. Where'd he come from? Florida. Yep. You know, all the guys that he took that were Floridians that are on Vegas are still there. Yeah. And a lot of the other guys that are still in Florida – are his guys still there? So I call this the the double G cup. This is this is the houses that Gallant built, and be the probably the last time we see the iterations of these two teams. So it's it's, right. it's fun to watch. That's well, like the the uh, John Gruden um, when it was uh, Tampa Bay and um, who um, it was who did he coach also? Because he he'd left one and went to the other one and they ended up in the Super Bowl together. And Raiders? I no, it wasn't the Raiders. It was. Um, 
Now, my wife would be able to answer that. I'm not the big I can't football. remember, but it basically because he coached one team. Same type thing. Went yeah. to the other team, and then wow. they ended up playing each other in the Super Bowl. But it was both. Yeah. It right. Was, God, that's going to drive me nuts. I now. remember when they had the COVID restrictions on masks, Gruden came out with the tiniest piece of cloth. Cotton ball? Yeah, just covered his lips and nose. Oh, the mask days. I don't miss the mask days at all. Uh, it was it, That was... Uh, I can get on a soapbox about that. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, then yeah. we couldn't perform. None of it. We all of a sudden, all of us were out of gigs. It was. Yeah. It was and then, and then, look. Wow, they were wrong. Like none of that shit mattered. Like it. What? Mm, never mind. <laughs> one, one specific day in March when everything was shutting down, like all the gigs I had booked, text, hey, sorry, 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 just all the way down. And it's a dark day for entertainment. That's for sure. Yeah. For and for, and for what? Right. I don't know. But it's slowly coming back. But it's. Not the price that you used to get paid. Right. Uh, kind of like the hours. It used to be you'd play from 10 to 2. Right. Now it's like 8 to 10 or 11. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> we were, actually get home early. We were joking the other because we were like, you know, we played one place and they were like, um, how about um, 6 to 9? And we were like, well, <laughs> it's a, yeah. a little bit later because once people start drinking, usually right. they go later. And it was, so finally we ended up playing, what was it, 7 to 10? Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, we went to 1 o'clock the other night, and we found out why you don't do that anymore. Oh, yeah, sure, we sure did. Uh, they, uh, well, let's just put it this way. They spilled out onto the streets and got pursued on foot by the Wheeling's finest. <laughs> However, one did stay inside, and uh, smart Alec that we were talking about, Gage being a little smart Alec, stops in the middle of the song that he's playing and proceeds to move into Why Can't We Be Friends. <laughs> Very cool. Well played, good sir, well played. Right. <laughs> we, um... We were in Undo's West. I think you were with us uh, one night where there was a table of coal miners and a table of pipe uh, yeah pipeliners. But it was when like every every pipeliner was from Texas, so they came in and I don't know what started, but there was like a rivalry between trades. All of a sudden, it just erupted in a fist fight, and Matt started singing "Jesus Loves Me" until everybody like called. Him <laughs> nah, some of those guys have become some of our really good friends. A lot of them. There's a fair few out of all, all the trades or the. the the traveling trade that have mm-hmm. ended up placing roots here now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it seemed like when there was that first boom, you could tell when the guys were from Texas who knew they were going back to Texas. So oh, yeah. they, they didn't really care about like maintaining relationships or anything like that. Right? That was when the trouble started. It, it, it was. I, I heard a, I heard a thing from uh, someone in a certain city and I won't say, but it was like they told the police to leave them alone. Because oh, yeah. they're bringing this, that, and the other money, and then there was another city where the cops, or the, they, the, they told the cops, or the cop told somebody, or whatever, said, "I expect one DUI arrest a week with these people." So it's right. like you got one city; it's like leave them alone. You get the other yeah. city's like get them. Yeah, I just want to put a wrap up on this episode. I think we went well over an hour. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I had fun. Thanks for coming in. We want to have you guys back soon because these are two guys bringing. The new, yeah, absolutely. The new wave of music to the High Valley. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm having yeah, fun. I'm, me too. I'm, I'm excited for my Friday. I got yeah. Lukey Burkhart's coming out of retirement. Oh yeah, and he's gonna be at the Tiger Pub, and I'm all excited for that. And it's their 32nd 
anniversary. They've been in business 32 years. What so day is that? That's this Friday the 9th. So I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't worked with Luke since his beer release party up at Hightower, and that was a lot of fun. That's cool. So Very I'm looking cool. forward to that. And then eventually we'll get you guys to be like some of these other podcasts, because did you see that there's going to be a beer release Saturday for a podcast here in the Valley? I did see that. So it, we got to get this thing where it's got to go so right, you right. can have a beer release. That's it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. it's absolutely. Right. Yeah, that'd be great. Smells any Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> <Here he goes. laughs>